Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans, club hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, Anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app tonight, this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints, who are back in action and playing some hockey games, and we're going to jump into that in just a minute. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, which is going to be our home for nearly six days, or at least for me, uh, starting Friday night. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Also got a great guest coming on tonight, so a lot of things to talk about. So, Stephen, are you ready, and how are you? I'm good. Is this a good time to tell you that I'm I'm going to be leaving to go to Arizona next week, so I won't be able to join you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you come here and I go there. So they're, they're... <laughs> oh, I love it. I no, love I'm it. doing well. It's a great day because the NHL season has started. I know we're talking ACHA hockey on this show, but just wanted to give a kudos to the NHL starting up today. Golden Knights, of course, will be starting up to, tomorrow. Or the Avalanche will be starting up later on. So. Uh, Great day here for hockey in the NHL. And, yes, we're going to be talking ACHA hockey, which our Maryville Saints uh, are started their season as well. Yeah, and they uh, jumped right into the uh, – how, how's that go from the frying pan right to the fire by taking on the uh, the daunting uh, Lindenwood team, which is just down the street from, from Maryville. So at least they were able to get back on. We had uh, John Hogan on, uh, the head coach and director of hockey at Maryville, and uh, he was saying he was just thrilled – to have the opportunity to play games. And he relayed that to his guys that, you know what, um, just be thankful this season that you get to play any games. Uh, I'm going to also relate that back. Last night, uh, Stephen, we had Johnny Walker on, the captain of the Arizona State Sun Devil NCAA team. And uh, I was asking him about uh, about playing this year and the different things going on and the fact that he had been injured, missed nearly uh, three months of the the season early. Um, And he said, you know what, so many people could have it so much worse than we are. So if we have to complain about uh, the, the where we play our games or being on the road for 35 days or whatever, um, that, that that's pretty much something we shouldn't do. Your thoughts? Well, kudos to ASU, man. They're they're trekking through their season. You know, they have a whole all-road games this year and the Big Ten, which is not easy for NCAA hockey, has I've started to kind of learn more about college hockey more on that level and and they've they've hanging with hanging tough they've 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 had some good some good wins and some good uh some good games recently so congrats to them and of course johnny walker a big part of that but yeah it's it's it's, uh it's exciting for them well you know in acha world uh it's the same thing and tonight we're going to talk women's hockey we're going to specifically talk women's hockey in utah because we have the head coach uh, newly appointed head coach of the uh, University of Utah women's hockey team. Uh, we're going to have her on in about 10 minutes or so. So look forward to talking to Braden Yao and getting uh, her insights. It, it's really a tough thing for her, though, Stephen, and I can imagine. I'll ask her this right when we get going on the show. But, man, you take over a program right in the middle of COVID. Uh, could it be any more difficult? No, and, you know, we talked with the men's coach uh, a few weeks ago, 
And we, you know, it's a similar thing, you know, that he, he's a new, new coach there in that program and, and it's COVID. So there's a lot of uncertainty or about what a season's going to look like and what, what you're going to be able to do. And, and so, yeah, what a time to come into, into a program like that. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's a good learning experience for sure. I mean, when are we going to have something like this again? You know, it's, it's certainly a learning experience and, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's gotta be tough to, to be a coach at, during this at all, but to especially be a, a new coach in a program and to be able to have to navigate all these extra things with COVID and having to worry about safety protocols or whether, worry, whether you're going to be able to work, you know, whether you're going to be able to have, have a season or what that might look like. And, or, or even if you just have to wait till the following season to play and, and trying to keep, maybe keep your team engaged, keep, keep your players engaged in, in different ways. If, if, if you can practice on ice, if you can, if you have to do outside workouts or if you have to do stuff virtually, a lot of different new things that, that you wouldn't have to really do before. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gotta be tough, but uh, kudos to her and, and to all those that, that have to deal with it, including the two new coaches for both the men and the women's uh, hockey teams there in Utah. Yeah, and in addition to that, Stephen, and I think we beat this uh, pretty much as long as we can and we'll continue to do it, ACHA hockey is pay for play. So you're going to go to school, you're going to have to pay or fundraise to uh, to, to pay for your costs of, of playing hockey, which is not a cheap sport to start with. Um, so I, I always give big shout-outs. You know, there's two things that I always say, Stephen. The first one is uh, I have a lot of respect for our ACHA teams, coaches, players, fans, uh, everybody that goes along with it because they're really doing their very best to keep their program relevant, you know, and, and relevancy is the name of the game. When you can't play, you need to, uh, you need to be relevant. Uh, NCAA hockey, not really because uh, you've got the, the scholarships. I mean, uh, if they can't play a game, the scholarship's not going away. They're still going to get their education and, and all of that. So, well, they're disappointed. It's different. And, um, uh, you know, so the two are different, but I give a lot of respect for our ACHA people uh, and coaches and, like I said, players that, that stick it out uh, because at some point in time, and I'm going to relate back to the Johnny Walker story real quickly, but uh, the NCAA, like ACHA, has granted an additional year of uh, eligibility. So I asked Johnny that last night. I said, so, Johnny, I said, uh, an extra year of eligibility, you thinking about coming back next year? He said, oh, Absolutely. He said, why would I not? If they're going to give me an extra year, I'm going to come and make the most of it because he said, I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to see a 55-year-old play college hockey. <laughs> a little tongue-in-cheek to the fact that he's one of the older players in college hockey right now because he uh, he went through every junior level he could before coming to ASU. So, uh, yeah, lots of things to, to talk about. We'll get into that in just a minute. Give us a breakdown of what you saw from Maryville since they are our uh, presenting partner before we get to our guest. Well, I, uh, from what I have, I've had three games that they've played. They have, as you mentioned, they played one of the top teams in the ACHA, Lindenwood, uh, and they they had a couple of rough games, 7-1 uh, to one and 6 uh, to nothing losses to them. But they won today. Actually, they had a game this afternoon against McKendry, and they won uh, that game 2-1. to one. So... Uh, it's. I think it's just great for them to be able to get back out on the ice and to play, and it will be interesting as as we see these teams. As we know, some teams in the ACHA have have played. It's not very many, but but nine. And now now Maryville is is on that list of teams that have started playing here as the second half of the season starts for them. It's their first half of the season, I guess. Their only half, I guess. But um, as we wait to see. When other teams it's the whole season. It's the whole season, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically the whole season. We have to wait and see about our rest of the teams here, and if, if they're going to play at all, or, or when they might be able to play. The you know, mentioned what happened here in Nevada yesterday. The governor of Nevada here keeps the restrictions in place for another thirty days. The COVID numbers still, of course, not look not in the right position. So the numbers are, are where they are. So the current restrictions are in place for another thirty days. So uh, does that make it more likely that UNLV won't play? Uh, at least for another month, it's probably. I mean, they could still get it, you know. So you know, you're looking now maybe middle of February before maybe UNLV can get started, unless they can get started sooner. But then they'll have to, you know, they'll be restricted. Probably no, obviously no fans. Go the night start getting ready to start up tomorrow here in, in Las Vegas, and there'll be nobody at T-Mobile for for a while. 
fact, the whole NHL is starting with no fans except for a few teams, including the Coyotes. But but a few most of the <laughs> NHL starting with empty arenas. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, in regards to uh, in regards to what we talk about here with club sports and cl- our club hockey, ACHA hockey, Maryville though, congratulations to them getting a win today. Tough to beat Lindenwood, so but they uh, good that they were able to get out on the ice, especially since they hadn't been able to play so long. And Lindenwood had had been uh, well, the Lindenwood was starting up too, but but yeah, it's just uh, it's good to see hockey start to kind of pick up here in some way, and we just gotta wait and see about our teams here in the Southwest area, but. But yeah, for our presenting partner Mar- Maryville, congrats to them on starting the season. So that's what we'll we'll congratulate them on is being able to get the season going. Let's hope that they can keep the season going without any disruptions. Yeah. Big disruption. That, and that's exactly what I was going to say is that I think uh, all of our club teams now are starting to look very heavily at uh, the NHL and the AHL and see what they uh, can do. Uh, we already know that uh, Dallas had an outbreak. Uh, Columbus has had an outbreak. Uh, so, you know, there's bits and pieces here, but if they can manage to find a way to do it, uh, I look for the uh, the ACHA to, to maybe start uh, late February, March, and, and give it a shot. But, um, again, that's just speculation on my part. Okay, so we've got uh, women's hockey to talk about. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back in about three minutes, and let's visit with the uh, new head coach at the University of Utah, Braden Yao. We'll be back in uh, three minutes. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big City Access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's student. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. Hi everybody, this is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, In in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, It is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to behind the mask hockey shops. Whether you go to any of our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user, and the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. 
Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, my co-host is always Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, Stephen, it is our pleasure tonight to bring on the uh, the new head coach. I, I guess I don't know if I can call her new yet. I mean, this is back in October when they made the announcement that she was going to be the head coach of the. Uh, women's program at the University of Utah, but Braden Yao is with us tonight. So, Braden, you got Scott and Stephen with you. How are you tonight? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. We're thrilled to have you. We had your counterpart on the men's side, Morgan Feeney, on with us uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago and got to know him very well and got to know your program better. But uh, the women's side is something that's very intriguing to us because of the growth uh, of Braden. And I'm sure you've seen the same thing uh, in Utah, but Let's start off by talking about your growth because you spent a lot of time playing hockey, haven't you? Yeah, um, I honestly have kind of played in really any environment you can think of in the U.S. Um, I grew up, kind of started playing hockey in Pittsburgh for the North Pittsburgh Wildcats, then um, for Team Pittsburgh. Um, My family moved down to Texas, so I played a little bit there. Um, We lived in Houston, but my team was based in Dallas. I played for the Dallas Alliance Bulldogs. So as you can imagine, women's hockey wasn't exactly uh, flourishing in Texas. So I traveled four hours every weekend to and from Dallas, from Houston. Um, And then from there, went straight to the polar opposite up to Minnesota and spent my (laughs) four years of high school at Eastridge High School there playing for the varsity program and then uh, ended up going to school in Colorado. So played club hockey there. Yeah, I've really kind of been all over the place. And then once I graduated, this coaching gig kind of fell into my lap and I really realized that I wasn't ready to hang up the skates. So it's been fast paced and lots of different you know, situations, but I've been grateful for every, every part of it. There you go, Scott. She made a stop in Minnesota. They want to, want to touch on that, Scott. Oh, well, Braden, if you're not familiar, I'm, I'm a Minnesota native, but uh, I've been in Arizona for 30 years. So uh, I'm very familiar with life in Minnesota and hockey in Minnesota. Um, I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> that, uh, that if people recognize your last name, um, I, I want to say, you know, very fondly that, that a lot of kids move around because their parents are in the military, but it's almost the same in hockey. And your dad uh, has, has had some great opportunities to, to coach NHL teams and coach in the NHL. Um, how was that on your life? Did, did you enjoy that moving around or would you – if you had it your way, would have preferred to be put in one spot? You know what? As as a little kid, you hate it. But as I've grown up and I, I went out of state for college, I moved right away to Utah. I'm experiencing all these new places and I couldn't be more thankful for that at this point now that I've I've grown up a little bit, know that I'm able to make friends wherever I end up and find new opportunities in whatever state I live in. So it honestly, I couldn't be more appreciative for that experience in my life. Um, I think it's made me a lot stronger, honestly, getting to appreciate all different kinds of cultures and ways of life. And um, now I'm doing it on my own, which which feels great. Okay. And I, I got to apologize right off the get-go. It's yo, correct? Not yow? Yeah. Yo, like, yo, yo what's up? Yep. <laughs> yo, what? Oh, that's easy for me to remember. Okay, so so we're gonna we're gonna jump into this this whole thing and uh, and talk a little bit about Utah hockey. Um, when when that opportunity came, opportunity came, and, and AJ reached out, I'm sure, and said, "Hey, we we want to offer you this spot." Um, what did you know about Utah hockey, and what did you think you were getting into at that point? So I didn't know much, to be honest. I had just Um, moved to Utah last August and I got the assistant coaching position that October. So I was just a month fresh living in Utah for the first time, getting to know people. um, And I had played club hockey, but it wasn't 
in a league. It was definitely not in the WWCHL. So, um, and then learning that it was a first year program was super exciting. And to be honest, the first day I stepped on the ice, I was blown away. I was so impressed by, you know, just the cohesiveness of a team that was at the time very small. We, I mean, we played games where we had three players on the bench, but it was still, you know, seemed so professional and had the depth of a team that had been together for 20 years. So it was, it was really cool to, to come into that kind of expecting the club hockey that I was used to out at, at CC. Um, but it was, it was really special and, the, the program has continued to blow me away. I know that I listened to AJ on the show a few months ago, and he is just such an incredible, you know, he, he and Amy, Amy Frost, who's the women's GM, both of them do so much for the program to make it a very legitimate, very serious um, hockey experience for everyone involved. So I, like I said, I was blown away then and they continue to blow me away the longer I'm a part of the program. All right, Stephen, your turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I want to ask about what, what you've seen since you've been in Utah now for about a year or so and just what you have seen as, as the, like the hockey environment in, in Utah because, uh, you know, here in Las Vegas and down here, it's it's really grown in, in, in Las Vegas and Arizona and and on Utah too has quite a, a, a good following of, of, of hockey. Of course, they've got a, a, a ECHL team up there. Of course, they've they've got some. But uh, what what is it? What is the what is the excitement for hockey up there? Do fans love hockey up there? And 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 what's the what's the um, you know? Is there a lot of people that want to play hockey up there? Or, and just just kind of give us the vibe yeah. of hockey in Utah. Totally, I it's it's awesome. People love hockey here, and I couldn't have really anticipated it um but like at our games our home games are packed for women's club hockey and people are just excited to have a, a hockey team representing the state um i have seen girls get stopped girls on my team get stopped in the airport and people will say wow i didn't i didn't know utah had a women's hockey team like that's amazing so I think it's definitely come a long way and I think we're a really great, um, I guess, you know, starting point for women's hockey in Utah to have this um, kind of flagship team for the state. Um, last year we had a lot of youth players come to our games and it was crazy the way that they just adored our players and admired our players and treated them like superstars, you know, like Sidney Crosby's. And it was just so cool to see their like eyes light up um, for these young women. And I think it's pretty incredible how, how quickly it's growing in Utah. And I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it. And let me ask you this. Um, as we talk now about COVID now, and, and obviously COVID has changed our lives for the last year or so now. And and we've talked to other people about, you know, what their experience with trying to be navigating a coaching job and a team during this time. But you coming in now as the head coach of this team, having to deal with with COVID, right, as you're trying to start this team up and get it going. Um, so share that, your perspective of how, how this whole COVID time pandemic has affected you and the program and, and what you hope, you know, will come out on the other side of it that, you know, you, you guys can, can play some games and eventually get, get going. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, this season has been really anticlimactic, I guess. Um, last season was so great. We were so proud of all the achievements we made and the progress we made. And to kind of just get stopped short like this with really no end in sight, we're really never sure when things are going to pick back up again you know, what's allowed, what's not by county law, by school law, by league law, whatever. Um, it's all so up in the air. So I know it's it's definitely been a challenge for me um, getting the position and then, of course, wanting to to be really proactive and motivated to, 
to get started and, you know, I want to start drawing up plays and systems, but there's really nothing to be done right now except just stay prepared. And I know that the girls are feeling that tenfold. So it is just a really challenging time. And like I said, we're, we're all just trying to stay as optimistic as we can and as, uh, as prepared as we can, because honestly, anything can happen at this point. Like we saw with the NHL, um, if you'd have asked me in December, I really didn't think they were going to have a start this early. And here we are after the first game of the season. So you never know what can happen. So yeah, we're just trying to stay, stay optimistic and um, stay close as a team. That's one of the things that's also been a challenge is just girls going home to see their families during this time. So people are kind of scattered. You really have to work hard to still make it feel like you're a team. So how do you do that then? What are some things that you have been able to do? Are you able to get on the ice at all? Or are you doing a lot of stuff through Zoom? Like what what have you guys been able to do to try to keep keep the team together and in hopes that maybe you can play a season this year? So we haven't been able to get on the ice at all. Our home rink is, um, well, essentially I'm not allowed to meet with the players in person due to the, the um, university rec policies right now. And so we're also not allowed to practice at the rink. However, we have been getting together for um, Zoom calls, plenty of Zoom calls. And then this weekend, actually, we're going to go play some most a majority of the team that's in state is going to go play some pond hockey this weekend. So hopefully rekindle some of those flames after their long winter break and whatnot. But luckily a lot of the girls live together. A lot of girls are in state. So um, it's, we're, we're kind of fortunate on that front, but um, yeah, we're just trying to do everything we can and, I'm like I said, I'm super excited this Saturday to to see some girls skate. Hopefully they've all been skating on their own time, but who knows? <laughs> so yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> okay, Brayden, I wanna I wanna kinda follow that up and you kinda led me down the path I was gonna go, but I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but uh, I talked a lot, especially in, in the sport of hockey, of staying relevant, especially during COVID times or or maybe bad seasons or Whatever it may be, it's, if you're if you're running a program or uh, involved with a program, especially at the ACHA level, you want to try to stay relevant because your fan base will drift on you if you if you don't keep your name out there and your activities. And I don't know if you've had a chance to visit with Lindsay Ellis down here at ASU, but um, when she started the program, I remember talking with her. and I'm going like, wow, she's really ambitious, starting this from scratch. And uh, and she was showing me. She said, "If you if you saw my living room, and she took a picture of her living room, she had jerseys all over the place and and bags getting ready for her players. And then now to see what's happened and how she's been able to keep things going. And I know in, in club hockey, there's a lot of fundraising going on. But what 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 do you do, and what does Amy help you with to stay relevant and to keep your program in front of your fans, even though you're not playing games?" Well, I have to hand it to our front office and um, all the work that they do behind the scenes. For example, I mean, it's such a simple thing, but our social media is pretty electric. They keep things going even when it seems like there's nothing going on. Um, We've been trying to hit lots of showcases to do some recruiting, keeping our name out there. But honestly, our front, AJ and Amy do so much to provide us with brochures and really high class, you know, name tags and, and lots of marketing tools that keep us relevant. And then, um, yeah, I, I think all of the work that the front office does is, is crucial, even during a normal season when they, you know, videotape the, the games and we have such a good broadcasting crew. Um, I think they do such an awesome job and, um, Hopefully we normally do like golf events and all kinds of stuff. Hopefully we'll be able to do that again next year, but yeah, they've been, they've been killing it so far. So a quick follow up on that one. 
is uh, now that you're keeping everybody relevant, you have the role of the head coach, and it's difficult. I'm sure you're using a lot of Zoom stuff, as you mentioned, to uh, mm-hmm. to to keep in contact with everybody. But how's recruiting going for you? Is it is it easier, more difficult? Not not a not any sort of a factor either way. Or what would you say about recruiting girls for the future? Recruiting so far has honestly been the easiest thing about this season. Um, a lot of the, you know, the younger programs, high school programs, youth, whatever, they don't have as many of the the policies as the universities do. So a lot of them are still pretty active and I'm able to go watch them pretty often. And I've spoken to some really phenomenal young women that I'm very excited about. Um, like I said, our, our, locker room was very short last year we had a very short bench and so we're kind of looking to really grow and deepen the team and i've been super excited with the people i've met so far and the players i've watched and honestly it's everyone's been super accessible through zoom it's it's i haven't had a single problem with recruiting so far so that if there's one positive out of COVID, it's been that <laughs> i i said the same thing about our podcast show Stephen and i have been fortunate that uh our podcasts have continued to grow because most people are home and are, are accessible to us or maybe they wouldn't be when the when the games are going on at least not as much so yeah i think that's the one positive as well Stephen, you got another one yeah, so I want to ask about some of the coaches uh, that you've, the coaching staff that you have assembled. So maybe tell tell us a little bit about who you've you've put on to help you uh, with the with the team this season, and just how excited you are to have them as part of your staff. Yeah, so I have hired one assistant, Amanda Paranto. She is from Minnesota, like me. She played for the U of M club hockey team, so. She knows what it's like. She's been there, um, and her and I really just vibe really well, and I, that's what I was looking for is someone I can really depend on and someone who has the same vision for the team as me. And she's been a phenomenal addition. She's putting a lot of focus into um, off-ice stuff, so she's putting together training programs for the girls, and she's just been a, an, a really wonderful addition. It's also just really nice to have someone who's both from Minnesota, close to my age and, you know, loves hockey. It's, she's been awesome. Um, And then other than that, I am going to be leaning on AJ a lot, which he basically offered right off the bat is that um, if I didn't want to hire anyone else that he would always help out our goalies. And so that was the one piece I felt like I was really missing as a goalie coach. And now I've got him. He's always willing to help out, which is awesome. So I feel like it's a smaller crew, but it feels very, very solid, which is what I'm looking for um, to kind of lead the team. And it's as long as we have the same vision, then that's perfect to me. You know, when you when you look back at at your um, experience that you're drawing from, I'm sure your dad has given you a lot of advice as to what to do, and you've probably watched uh, different places that he's been to uh, to see how they operate their coaching staffs. Is there a certain team or a certain coaching staff that you saw uh, him be a part of that you thought, you know, this is really the way to do it? Gosh, honestly. I know. Put, that's putting you on the spot. <laughs> We're that's not going to okay. single out anybody, but I'm just curious as to what you witnessed because we know the uh, the pedigree of the Penguins, and, and, of course, I know the Wild and the St. Louis Blues pedigree, and now with the Flyers. Uh, is there anything that you've picked up that said, hey, this is the way it should be done? Yeah. So it's funny because I was listening to, to Coach Feeney's uh, podcast the other day too, and – I, I laughed when he said he said something along the lines of it's it's hard to talk about hockey without bringing up your dad, and I absolutely identify with that because he really has motivated me and taught me everything I know about the game and also taught me why I care about the game so much. And so I a hundred percent am 
observant of what goes on, um, especially now, I would say that I've been really impressed by the his current coaching staff with the Flyers. It, it seems like they are all just really close, both in a professional sense, but um, in a personal sense as well. They're having a lot of fun. They care, they all care about the team a lot, and they all want the same thing. So it just seems like such a, a an aligned group of coaches and a really, really awesome organization. Um, a lot of them were together in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh. So Chuck Fletcher, the GM, uh, was assistant GM in Pittsburgh, and then Michelle Terrian also coached in Pittsburgh. So a lot of them knew each other already, but they're really, really vibing. And, and I mean, you can tell with how the players are doing. Um, I really think this is going to be a good season for them. So I would say that one for sure is uh, stood out to me the most. Um, and yeah, honestly, again, when it comes to your dad, <laughs> I could go on and on and on about the things he's taught me and, you know, but he, he's also made it very clear that he wants this to be my own journey and he doesn't want to stand in the way, but, um, or, or persuade me in any particular pathway, but he's a hundred percent behind me. And I know I can always reach out for, for advice or drill ideas or anything like that. So it's, it's, I'm pretty lucky in that, in that vein. That's a great answer. Steven, you got another question for Braden? Well, yeah, let me, let me ask you this then, you know, we, we, since your dad is the assistant coach for the Flyers, you know, they had their, they just played their first game tonight. So maybe did you get a chance to watch the game at all? And what did you maybe have a chance to maybe analyze how you thought the Flyers and the Penguins game went uh, tonight, if you had a chance to check that out. <laughs> yeah, I did watch. Um, I <laughs> I thought that the Flyers looked pretty electric in the second and third period, maybe a bit of a slow first period. Um, and then, I don't know, the Penguins always blow me away. I, I grew up with them, so as as their fan you know when my dad was with them i was a kid so they were like i don't know like heroes to me so it's always just so amazing to watch sydney crosby of getting malkin chris letang uh jake gensel who went to my high school um it's it's just really blows me away to watch them i think 14 years later still just dominating the ice and I think luckily the Flyers also dominated and we came out with the win, but it's going to be a really fun season playing these teams back to back. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to the game on Friday. Yeah. So that, let me ask you that then. So when you look at the season now, this is kind of a, diff, a, a kind of a unique season, obviously for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is the divisions are a little bit different this year and you're only playing within the division. So the Flyers the Penguins, as well as the other teams that are in that division are going to see each other eight times. So, what do you feel like that's, I mean, just what do you think that's going to be like? I mean, those those teams probably don't like each other very much, and they're not going to really like each other after this season. But maybe just the thoughts about how you think the NHL season is going to pan out or, or what you think about how the format for this season with, uh, with, the, with the way it's set up and, and how did it look with no fans there tonight. Obviously, you want to have fans, but, you know, just how do you think maybe this pandemic season is going to go? Yeah, I honestly love the new format. It, it kind of reminds me, well, it reminds me a lot of college hockey, um, the back-to-back -back games and playing teams within your, within your area more so. But I think it's going to really cause some very gritty games, which I love. Um, you know, those rivalries are just going to get thicker. And I... I love to see that. I'd love to see some fights. People always talk that, you know, hockey's getting softer and I feel like this could be a good season to shake it up. Um, I, I think it's going to be absolutely electric. It's short, it's condensed. It'll be, it'll be a wild ride, but it's going to be fun. Okay. So let me, let me relate that to, uh, when you finally get on the ice with your team again to uh, to start playing, what's going to be your coaching style? What do teams have to prepare for when they say the uh, the youths come to town? 
Yeah, I was, I was pretty, this was one of the biggest things that I wanted to articulate to the girls when um, I kind of pitched my head coaching uh, proposal is that I want us to be a very unified team in, in our vision and in our identity. And so <clears throat> I want us to be a team that is very disciplined, but also incredibly gritty, tenacious, aggressive. Um, last year, I think we led our the league in penalty minutes. So um, if I can spin that in a positive way, I want it to just push us to be more disciplined, but also stick with that really gritty energy of, just puck hungry girls, which, which I love. And, and they all seemed very on board for their, their group of tough individuals. And I think that they know when they go in with the confidence that they're going to get the puck, then they will. And that is kind of our mindset going into it. And I think everyone's bought into that culture. So. Okay. Final one for me. And then we'll let Steven, if he's got one more, uh, wrap things up, but, um, you mentioned you played at Colorado College, and I've been through there a few times recently, and to see that new building uh, coming up on campus, and uh, I love the campus. I love the location of it in, in the Springs. Um, tell me what you think that's going to do for, for hockey in, uh, in Colorado College and Colorado Springs when they have that new, more intimate building right on campus. I'm really hopeful. I That was the one thing about my college experience that I would have changed is that no one, I shouldn't say no one, a lot of students didn't go to the hockey games because they were off campus. You had to take a bus. Of course, a lot of them would drink during the games. And so they felt like they were trapped there until the bus came back to pick them up. So I think it would honestly just bring so many more fans to the game specifically from the school and it'll create a lot more team spirit school spirit for the tigers um and i think they could really use it they could be such a fun team to watch i know colorado springs is a pretty huge hockey town and i feel like just getting that college hockey vibe of the student section and stuff like that will just really amplify that all right, Stephen, you got one more to wrap it up with Braden tonight? Yeah, I want to ask about – let's talk about some of the players that make up your team. So uh, maybe break down your roster, who who you excited for. All, I mean, who's, who do you – could be some standout players to watch for if, if we get to play this season. And maybe just highlight your look at your roster makeup uh, for this upcoming season if, if you're able to get to play. Yeah, I'm so psyched about this group of girls. We – only lost one senior last year, Kaylee Scott. Um, and the rest of the crew is just has so much longer to, to play and so much, so, so much more time to develop their skills. Um, we've got, you know, girls like Allie Litzinger, who is so devoted to Utah hockey. Um, Brooke Burns is a phenomenal captain and leader. Um, and also just a hilarious human being. Um, we've got goal scorers like Grace Cruikshank, uh, NCAA transfer Katie Plyer, um, Michaela Dickman, of course, is just an incredibly aggressive player and is always really a star on the ice. And then we have locals um, from the Lady Grizz, Ella Weber, Gracie Caps coming on this year, um, all super exciting. And then just our classic returners, Sam McCain, um, Kate McHale, everyone is just, everyone adds something to the team. And I think that's just so crucial. And I, I'm really, really excited to see what they can do, um, especially with the addition of some, hopefully some new uh, recruits this year as well. Braden, I want to give you the opportunity, as I always do with our guests, to uh, to speak to your your followers or other listeners out there. Uh, tell them about uh, University of Utah women's hockey and why they should become a part of your program if they're thinking about continuing their education and playing hockey somewhere. 
Well, I, I want to touch first on the ACHA aspect. I think it's such a unique opportunity. Growing up in Minnesota, and I, I hear AJ say this all the time, the mindset there is often NCAA or bust. And had I really known that there was a team out here like, like the University of Utah, I would have hopped on that in a second. You really feel like um, you're in such a serious league while also still being able to focus on your academics, hold down a job if you need to, and, and really live a life outside of hockey while still you know, having hockey a huge serious part of your life. Um, and then the University of Utah specifically, first off, it's an incredible school. Our campus is beautiful. Um, I, I love living in Salt Lake City. Like I said, I've lived all across the country, and this is one of my favorite places I've lived. Um, our team itself, if, if you play for the University of Utah women's hockey team, you are the women's hockey team of Utah. There's no other one. So you really feel like a, a superstar on this team. And you can tell that it really revs our girls' engines. They love it. I think it's such a really cool, unique opportunity compared to a place like Minnesota or Colorado that have you know dozens of hockey teams you can play for. If you play for University of Utah, you play for Utah hockey. And I think that's really special. Very well put. We thank you for taking some time to, to talk uh, hockey with us tonight. It's always great, especially in the off season, because you get a little more time to relax and just talk about the game. And I thought you did an excellent job. So thanks for spending some time with us. I can't wait to meet you in person and actually see your team play some hockey. Hey, thanks so much, you guys. Have a good one. Absolutely. That's Braden Yo, folks. Braden Yo, that uh, visited with us tonight from the University of Utah women's hockey program the new head coach uh you as you can tell in her voice folks she's waiting to get on the ice like everybody is uh let's hope that covid relaxes and, and we're able to get some games in this year and then really take that step forward next year uh steven and i are going to take a quick break we'll be right back uh, with more club hockey southwest weekly in three minutes your hometown hockey team your western collegiate hockey league champions your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and a relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Free game like a pro, post game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, 
Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill. Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by those Maryville Saints. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Stephen Marsh. Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's warming up, I understand, just in time for us to arrive and do a quad pod of hockey podcast live from the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Stephen, as I always, I give you a chance to uh, recap what you got from uh, from our guest tonight, Braden Yo. Well, uh, two points. Uh, one would be, again, it just another emphasis on how how important ACHA hockey is uh, for a lot of people because, uh, as, as she mentioned, had she known there was something like this out this way, or um, she would have taken that opportunity. Because uh, you know, I think we we there's so much about college hockey and 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 the junior hockey ranks, and of course in college hockey, but uh, not everybody makes it to that level and, and to know that there's other options uh, out there is is great and especially for, for for women where maybe there's even less of less of opportunities you know it seems like you know there's, there's more coming there's more continuing to, to grow and that's the that's the exciting thing is is women's hockey is continuing to to make its uh, ascension um, we see what the olympics when we watch the women's teams and in, in the olympics and and in other things too so it's uh, it's exciting uh, but yeah it, it, Excited for her team and and excited to to see them on the ice. Hopefully, uh, we can see them get to get to play. But um, I, I think it's one thing that always amazes me about about hockey and is the the community within hockey, the 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 connections. Um, you know, she mentioned the, the the NHL players. You know, rolling through the certain high school, you know, same high school or, or same area. So it's 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 amazing to see how how everything is. Is connected, and other sports probably can claim some of that too. But it just seems like with hockey, everything is is well connected and and, and networked pretty well. Um, and it's just another plug for, for for your Minnesota background. Again, just another example of how <laughs> big Minnesota is. I mean, that's they don't they don't call it the state of hockey for for no reason. I mean, it, it's state hockey for a reason. A lot of a lot of the connections, a lot of the branches in in the hockey world. Uh, seem to originate from the big tree there in Minnesota. So, you know, it's just, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, and she, she's excited for her team. And that's, that's what we like. We like people that coaches with the passion for their teams. And, and you got to be at this level because it's, it's not so much you're doing it for, for money or certainly not because, um, you know, you're not, in the cases they're, they're volunteers or they're getting very, paid very, very little. And of course the players are, are paying to play in these programs. And so, um, that's what makes makes it great too. Is is the, the the passion is there? Not that you don't see passion at the NCAA, not that you don't see passion at the NHL, but it's it's different. There's diff, it's a different. Uh, it can be different, but so that's um, so that's that's some of the yeah, takeaways. That, that that's really a, a couple of really good points. Uh, the other thing that I took away, Stephen, was uh, the whole program, men's and women's in Utah, and that goes right to A.J. Bolden, right? I mean, A.J. is the guy that is in charge. Of course, Amy Frost with the uh, general manager's role, the women's side of things. But I am impressed at uh, how Utah has built uh, both men's and women's hockey. They're, they're deep with players. They're deep with coaches and experience, and um, they're into it, right? I mean, there are some places that just, you know, and, I, and when I think about this, I think of 
uh, Chad Berman down at the U of A, right? A lot of times he's either the only guy on the bench or there's just him and somebody else on the bench. And and he does such a fantastic job of uh, putting a winning product on the ice and, and filling the building uh, down in Tucson. And, and he's doing it really with a skeletal crew. And I look at Utah and I keep seeing how impressed and, and the, the cohesiveness of the whole group there, uh, of course, led by AJ and Amy and the job that they're doing up there. So uh, shout out to Utah hockey. I'm excited to see you guys on the ice. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that you reach out to us and want to put your people on and, and want to have the conversation because again, Stephen, it's all about relevancy. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think one thing that the, the NHL uh, mentioned the uh, the commissioner Gary Bettman came on and he was talking about the season and I, you know, he mentioned that the the league is actually going to lose more money probably going forward with a season this year than if they just would have not played at all. And I guess people would maybe question, well, why don't you just take the year off? You know, wait till things are better and, and you can come back in the fall and play. I think it's along the same lines of your point there, relevancy. If the NHL goes away for a complete year, you know, and, and it comes back. Are people going to forget about it? Is are you, how you, you know you can then you have to work with bring, bringing people back in after the, not having hockey for it. I mean that was the big thing with the with the lockout. It it really put the NHL back a while because uh, we had a whole season or half a season was lost and and it really took a while for the league to build back up. And, and not that this was out of their control with COVID, but so it's a credit to them. Even though they know it's going to cost and not having fans in the stands is, is going to be it's going to hurt. And you know the league is trying other ways to to stay relevant, to do the outdoor game at Lake Tahoe. They're trying to be creative in, in, in that regard. So um, I think that's important for the, the, the future of the NHL. And certainly um, we can relate it back to the club ACHA where these teams are trying to stay within people's thoughts. You know, we did the big jersey reveal on New Year's Day, kind of getting that out there. And they, they keep posting little things on Twitter, you know, just keep it, keeping it in people's timelines and in their thoughts and stuff. So – you got to do that and having these coaches on and with us and, and first loving that she said that she listens to, to, to the show. She listened to the one we had the other coaches on for Utah. So that was, that was great. And we know that people are listening as, as of course we hit 10,000 downloads for that. So it's a congratulations uh, to everybody that thanks. And thanks to everybody for downloading. That's what I'm trying to say, but, but yeah, it's, it's great. Sorry. I'm kind of going off there, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm ex, it's exciting. And, and that's right. Staying relevant is important. Definitely at the ACHA level. Uh, because yeah, if you go away for a year and you're not, whether it's out of your control or not, you don't, you know, you, you don't get heard about, or you know, you're not in a position where, where shows like us can can talk about stuff that you're doing with inside or whatever. Yeah, then then you got to then you have a harder job to try to lure people back because you people will forget, you know, they'll find other things to fill their time, and then when that fall comes around, they they forget. Oh yeah, there's that's right. There's a there's a hockey team that we can go can go watch. So. Yeah, exactly true. And, and the other part of that is the financial part of it is if, if you don't keep them engaged, uh, it's hard to get their dollars year to year to invest in, uh, and support the program through donations or fundraising or whatever it may be. So shout out again to the University of Utah, uh, both men's and women's programs, to A.J. Poland, to uh, Amy Frost for the job that they do. Uh, totally impressed. You guys are welcome on the show anytime you'd like. You've got our number, you've got our email, you've got uh, everything you need to reach us. So we look forward to hopefully seeing you on the ice. Okay. I'd be very interested. I'd be, I'd be sorry, Scott. One thing I'd be very interested. I always, I was thinking this in my head. I was going to ask her this maybe another time we can have her on. But uh, I always want to look ahead. You know, you, you've said you, you've been doing this site now for about five or six years, and we've, you've talked, reflected about where things have progressed within this area with the different hockey here in that time frame. I'd be very interested if we look three or four years down the road. Where the where the state for hockey in Utah is for for the for the University of Utah men's and women's team where they're at in that time, because UNLV built themselves to get to where they are. Arizona's done the same. ASU did that with uh, Greg Powers. Now they're in the NCAA. Now you got the other ASU trying to work. So you, now you, they're starting to really build something up there. And you wonder three four years from now if we're still lucky enough to be doing this this and and we have them on again or we, we continue to follow it. Where are they at? Where will will they be at? And and it's and I think they could be, they could be right along with one of the best, the top teams in the, in this conference. So we'll just we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think both men's and women's uh, programs up there will continue to to move forward and be successful. Um, there just aren't enough places for for 
real good college hockey players to play. So hopefully they, they continue to get good quality uh, people coming in. And, you know, that's that's what it's all about is you got to build it, you got to keep them relevant, and then you just got to build it again. So you just keep doing what you got to do. Okay, let me close out the show by reminding everybody uh, we will be in Las Vegas, Nevada at the uh, fabulous D Las Vegas, the hotel and casino, doing our podcast live from Bar Canada Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Saturday night, we're going to bring Stephen out to Circa with us. We're going to do a special Instagram live segment. Oh, Stephen really? will be there. Paul will be there. I'll be there. Uh, you know, where Golden Knights are playing. We, I was we kind got of, on. I, I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping the weather would be very cold, but uh, Paul <laughs> for Paul because you know he's coming from New York, which even even so, it would still be warmer for him. But I, I was just. It's going to be seventies. I mean. How lucky is he going to get? I mean, he's going to come out here and it's going to be so. And he's so, really going to get on us because we're, we're always complaining about the weather here. Now he's really going to gripe on us when we're because he's going to come out here and, and, and see how nice we have. And we're, he's never going to let us live it down. Uh, Stephen, I, I joked with him. I said uh, the hardest thing is going to be getting you out of that uh, 95 or 98 <laughs> degree water and getting you to go back home. And he said they will need a crane to get me out of there. <laughs> so anyway, I, I wanted to break that out. I, I haven't had a chance to visit with you on that yet, but we're going to try a little Instagram live uh, just to see how that works to get some video stuff going because we will be parked at the Circus Stadium Swim while the Golden Knights are playing the Anaheim Ducks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, our partners have stepped up. We've got giveaways every show, uh, Sunday through Wednesday. So uh, if you can safely get out to the D, and you get to uh, Bar Canada, say hello by all means, or or sit out in the audience and, and watch us do our thing live. If uh, if you can't, you know where to get us. We're live 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, the quad pod of hockey podcasts on Podbean, I-T-H-S-W podcast. So, all right, that's my shout-out. Uh, if you've got anything left to mention, get it off your chest right now. If not, we'll say goodnight. Nothing? <laughs> no, I got nothing. I got nothing. Just said I look forward. To, I look forward to the shows. Uh, I look forward to 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 you all being here in, in Vegas. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, the NHL seasons we mentioned has started. The Golden Knights start tomorrow. Um, congratulations to Mark Stone. Let me, you know, we, we'll mention this because uh, he was named the captain today. No better person to be named the first captain in Golden Knights history than Mark Stone, who's just who deserves it, who earns it, and now has a chance to lead this. He's the epitome this. of it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, he was uh, – he had he was great today. He was – he was uh, you know, he was humbled by it. He, he's he's uh, he's excited for it. And, um, you know, the coach DeBoer said, and, and I guess the general manager as well, they, they, said, they agreed that, you know, it's time to finally name a captain and, and said that most of the Stanley Cup champions in the last, what, 50, 50 years or so have, have had a captain. So – it was time for the Golden Knights to make this step and to, and to name a captain that, that they hope to and to have an NHL championship. So, um, so that's that's wonderful, and we look. You're forward absolutely to correct. And, and games have gotten underway today. The uh, Coyotes and uh, and San Jose tomorrow night. Uh, the Golden Knights and the Ducks tomorrow night, and I believe the Avalanche are in action too, aren't they? I can't remember who the Avalanche are playing off the top of my head, but. I believe they are, in fact, on the ice tomorrow night as well. So, yeah, the, welcome back, the St. Louis, NHL they're playing the Saint, they're playing the oh, St. Louis the Blues, Blues tonight. How could I forget they're playing, that? The, they're playing the Blues tonight, oh, actually. tonight yeah. they're playing. Yep, as soon okay. as the Tampa Bay then Chicago games are over. I need to get caught up and, and get, get ready to watch that. So, um, okay, take it away, my friend, and uh, we'll say good night for the week, and we'll talk to everybody on Instagram Live Saturday night. Get our preview of what we're going to be doing in Vegas. Ice Time SW is where you need to get on, follow our Instagram account, and uh, watch us do our thing. Take it away. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey Come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. 
ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. I know Paul's looking forward to that, I'm sure. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Uh, the University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of what drives you. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. And let me throw in their uh, UNLV Rebel Hockey as well as they're on board with us now, so we thank them and welcome them aboard. Uh, Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and can be available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Get rested up because uh, Paul will be flying in Friday. Uh, we'll be arriving uh, Friday night, and uh, we'll all be together on Saturday night. So, uh Looking forward to a, uh, a great week of Vegas Week podcast from the fabulous D Hotel in the D Las Vegas uh, Hotel and Casino. Let me get it right. They're going to start punching me in the head or something pretty soon if I, don't, if I don't get it right. It's the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. We will be at that beautiful bar, Canada. So come down and say hello. Uh, listen in and uh, get the opportunity to win some prizes as well. We've got a lot of great gifts from uh, – our, our partners at Behind the Mask, Roger Klein's Cancion and Mexican Moonshine Tequila from our friends at the D and also from our friends at uh, Maryville University. So, so I, guess I'll hold off, I guess I'll hold off my trip to Arizona the, the week after so I, yeah. can, be, I yeah. can hang out with you guys in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> idea. Good idea. Good idea. End the show the way you start the show. Have a good night, everybody. We will see you live from Las Vegas next week. Have a good night. So long, everybody.